Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome along to episode 75, and actually is episode 75 this week, because last week I said it was, or well, three weeks ago I said it was episode 75, it was actually 74, but I'm sure nobody noticed. <laughs> so it's actually our uh, three-quarter centenary episodes, <laughs> if that makes any sense, and plenty to talk about this week since we've been away. We'll be talking about the refereeing controversies in Scotland at the moment, discussing our uh, various opinions on the so-called uh, crisis. We're a little bit behind that in terms of uh, other podcasts, but we, we do what we want. <laughs> but unfortunately, not swing with the times. We'll also be cel- talking about Celtic, quietly being uh, punted out of Europe with all the other news that happened this week. And we've had a very exciting uh, recent trip to London uh, to visit yep. the uh, former Scotsman John Brown, <laughs> <laughs> who regular listeners all know from uh, podcasts of your. Uh, so we actually went to see some football for a change. So we'll talk about our visit to uh, Charlton there and also <laughs> a wee visit to the London Stadium and to go with that, a wee London calling quiz of sorts. So uh, stay tuned for all that. Anyway, joining me this week is the Jack Hammer himself. <laughs> Darren Gibson. Hello, for. Uh, sporting, as you'll see in the video episode, a newly bought West Ham kit. Yes, quite happy with it. I'm very jealous. I nearly bought one myself. But, uh, <laughs> you, you went back up the stairs to look at it again. I know. I know. I hummed and hawed. Uh, they were good. I think they were more expensive. What, 35? Uh, yeah, like it was on. It was in the sale. On the, on the sale. Aye. <laughs> um, so I opted instead for a lovely Charlton shirt, which you'll see over uh, Darren's shoulder mm-hmm. um, in the podcast. And as the bank manager of Dembele Dollars, sitting next to him, <laughs> <laughs> no way expected. And the birthday boy himself, turning. Uh, 17 this week, is uh, it? Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch the video, you'll be surprised by that. It is uh, Fraser Thomas Owen. How are you, Fraser? I'm doing not so bad. Friday fresh, are we? Always. Even though it's Always. a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Fan David Jose Fraser, uh, fresh off some birthday celebrations, so thank him for joining us. Sadly, no birthday cake or big surprises. No, not this time. Not <laughs> As this I might time. have had, there's no special t shirt designer. Uh, and uh, I myself, the ropiest announcer in Scottish football and the worst playlist picker, which I might describe in a moment, it is myself, <laughs> Paul. So, anyway, let's crack on and get straight into things, shall we? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the weird playlist picker thing comes from obviously I pick the playlists at Falkirk and stuff now, um, and there's a there's a tune called Fields of Fire which is quite a good like walkout tune and stuff like that. Oh yeah, mm. the Scottish band called Big Country. Hmm. Uh, yes, I know. Apparently formed in Dunfermline. Um, <laughs> so there's a reason we tend not to play those <laughs> in Scottish games. So that's that's where that comes from. Anyway, first topic today is the topic that's hot on everyone's lips in Scottish football is the dismal, allegedly, reportedly, standard of our Scottish referees. So, I would like to go around getting opinions of our panel, seeing what everyone thinks. I have my opinions. Darren has his, and Fraser has his. So, Darren, we'll start with you. Okay. Is refereeing, you know, you've been to a few games in Scottish football this year. Has the refereeing been that bad? Uh, The games I went to weren't too bad, but then when you actually see say maybe the bigger games that they're not the best mm. but then obviously they pick different referees for that so maybe the lower league referees are better but mm, I don't know I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> there's an opinion <laughs> there's an opinion maybe. Uh, it's interesting you know the games Darren's been at it's been fine so you know yeah. the, the, the lower leagues the championship games and stuff like that but certainly the big decisions yeah big like decisions. Fraser what do you think nah nah, <laughs> nah. like Great for an audio <laughs> listener. Will they get the, the yeah, whatever? Um, I've seen some games where the refs have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, others where they make one bad decision and that changes the course of a game. And he's been an awful referee. But mm. I mean, you're talking about the big games. I thought Steve Beaton had a great old firm game at the new at the New Year old firm game. Um, so did yeah, John beat just certain ones. Oh, yeah, uh, just totally. I don't know. I've got that in my head. <laughs> maybe his um, son. Like maybe it's a Hugh Andrew Dallas situation. But I, I think a big problem with the bigger games is that well, you see it on sports scene every week. 
Yeah. The, the decisions yeah. get mulled over and over and over again. Even on the radio, they've got live commentators at it. Like they're they're given unless, their unless it's the BBC in an Ibrox game, but yeah, <laughs> they, they they instantly give their opinions on it, whether a referee's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get in, down into lower leagues, you don't notice the decisions as much because well, it doesn't matter. We don't get as much more for against yeah. Airdrie. Like we just hear the score. Who cares? Yeah. Um, there, there are there are angry there, there, for fans <laughs> of the comments. Just, just to be clear, I'm only talking about what the BBC think of these games. Okay. Um, it's it's just the constant going over of decisions, and at the end, like Michael Stewart and Stephen Thompson argue for hours over whether a decision's right or wrong. If you're having that argument, why can't we just let the referee be right? Mm-hmm. It, it would save a lot of hassle. They can't be perfect every time. We don't have the money for VAR. No, <laughs> we don't have cameras for VAR well, in most yeah, circumstances. Exactly. So I, I don't know what, how much more we can do. I mean, I would, you know, that, that was the point I was going to make as well. As you know, in the days of your, you know, you would read about a decision in a newspaper or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have seen it once at the time, mm-hmm. but you would never get the chance, you know, to go back and like screenshot it on Twitter yeah. and stuff like that. Because I've, I'm sure I saw. Was it an Arbroath player or something the other week was, you know, screenshotting something, putting it up on Twitter, criticising the referee. Livingston did the same mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. on in the year. And it's, uh, I think especially at the moment, it's there's a lot of volatility with, you know, all the social media and stuff we have these it's days. Everything's instant. Which you'll get, yeah. Yeah, like, it's maybe a indictment of society at the moment but I, I, I don't want do to get we're that. very high brow this do is more like off the ball actually <laughs> to a certain extent commenting on society <laughs> but just everything has to be perfect if it's not perfect then why the hell are we doing it what, what, why, why are you being so bad at everything well like, then you know players and stuff are moaning they don't get everything right exactly far from it yeah. we're not calling for their heads and like for foreign players to be brought in after they miss a strike yeah although I wouldn't say uh, no <laughs> absolutely but I think a big part of it is player plays badly mm-hmm. gets dropped the next week. Mm-hmm. Referee needs to do something dreadful to get dropped. And at the moment, I hear more about the review panel than I hear about the yes the actual referees. But there's, then mm. the I think there's a lot of softness because there's some people that appeal ridiculous decisions mm-hmm. like. And I would name Rangers in a number of circumstances this year have appealed some ridiculous decisions. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they got they got some. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like they got some of these things through. The Morelos one at the start of the season. He kicks a guy. He's he's that right. The thing about Morelos as well is honestly I would consider him banning him for like an extraneous amount of time because he has been sent off yes, a lot, four yeah. times on the park. But which there, is, there has to be a a limit on it. I'm sure uh, there probably is somewhere, but it will be some ridiculously high number. I mean, what? I don't know. So I thought he was meant to be banned for three games. I thought he wasn't meant to get the cup game because he appealed it. Who knows? I don't know. But, but then that's the problem as well. Is making refs look like big softies. You know, players players aren't paying them any attention. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the problem with today's footballers is that the responsibility now is kind of less on them. And to the point where, you know, Fowling's now accepted culture. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I get the the point that, you know, these guys are trying their best. We don't want to see them hindered in any way. But there are some ridiculous... Like, a professional foul. You know, I uh, would yeah, argue like the case it, that should be a red card. Uh, mm. Sometimes, I, like, there's there are examples in just about every game at the moment where you just grab a guy's jersey, you take your book and you move on. Hmm. I don't... Yeah. I, I, see, for the, for the players that take their booking and move on... Mm-hmm. Fine, fine. Like, but see when you've just grabbed the guy's shirt to pull him back because he's threw on goal, mm-hmm. and you complain about being booked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what should do? Uh, I, I want yeah. to say words I'm not allowed to. <laughs> like, thank you for that. It gives me less work in post production. <laughs> um, it's like even just little things like uh, penalty shootouts. Can you remember um, years ago whether? You you just wouldn't get goalkeeper standing at the twelve yard uh, t- standing at the penalty spot as ah, as the players walk up to it, giving it all this to the um, strikers and the ref just going go on go back yeah please, <laughs> please go back now please go back keeper could stand there all he bloody wants uh-huh. and there's there's nothing I mean what's the ref gonna do well that's something I noticed actually a lot of the Falkirk game at the weekend is they 
people want to take a quick free kick and the player just standing like next to the ball, mm-hmm. you know, not getting your yards or anything like that. And yeah. then the ref will just come over, talk to them, they'll walk away. Something's been achieved. Yeah. But then if we were to hit all these decisions, the players would moan, it would descend into anarchy because it's not happening. We saw it at the St. Johnston Falkirk game years ago where they started pulling up every incident at a corner giving penalties for it. Well, I mean, they did it, they and did nobody it the followed through. Year. Well, I think a lot of positives actually came I, I from that. Was the, in, in fact, the, the Man City Schalke game during the week, the hmm. same thing. Fernandinho gets caught wrong side, drags mm-hmm. his man down, penalty. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Like, players get away with far too much, you know. We're going back to the society argument here, but it's like kids in a classroom. What What is the... <laughs> See, what? my whistle, my yellow card and my red card yeah, yeah. As, a, as a teacher don't work as effectively no, in the I, classroom. I would, I would imagine not, but you go and send a, send a kid outside, fine. What, like, do they care? Not like not particularly. Some yeah, some being some sent might, off from a school some, classroom some, is actually a positive <laughs> <laughs> in some senses for some people. I just the refs don't have enough authority, and mm. when they're given that authority, we say they have too much. Probably because mm. the fans will always side with the players. Yeah, because everyone I think more than ever wears rose tinted spectacles. Towards their club. Oh, you would, yeah. I mean, everybody, you always have. But yeah. it's, it's just you, again, you have that platform of social media to come out and mm. um, express your views. Uh, mm. you, your rose tintedness. Well, whether it's legitimate or not. But that the thing is, as well, football is a much more serious thing than it used to be. Like, it's a much more, it's much more of a business. Mm. You know, and at the end of the day, it's a game, it's there for our entertainment. You know, so what if your team, you know, goes down, goes up? But everyone now is so hung up on every mm-hmm. single decision, mm-hmm. every exactly. single point. And it ultimately, does it culminate to hurting anyone at the end of the season? Not really. We don't have any statistical analysis no, of that. No. And you you couldn't because it's subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just take it less seriously. And that would be a very um, unpopular opinion in a lot of circles. Yeah, then, but look at rugby. Mm. Look, at, look at the respect that rugby refs get. Yes, absolutely. And one of the guys got... Um, Even American sports as well. You're getting away from that a little bit now, but mm-hmm. you, you're, you you're right. To. I mean, you can't you, you can't touch an official in American football you, or mm. you're ejected, sent mm-hmm. off, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, like, rugby, guy got sent off in the... What is it? It's the... Pro 14? No, that's... Pro 12. No, that's that's the Scottish one. The English Premier, it's just the Premiership final. Okay, whatever they call um, it. For swearing at the ref twice. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine how many players would be left on a park in Scottish football? Oh, I know. If you got a red card for swearing twice. <laughs> see, apart, see, apart from anything else with that, right? All these football matches are shown pre-Watershed. You know, uh-huh. these are effectively... And then the problem is you've got chanting in the crowd and stuff, which is so yeah, blatant, they, which yeah, has been another they, issue in the they, recent weeks as oh, well. They, they do quite well that. of blocking that out just using different cameras mm. uh, using different microphones or whatever well, they but did that when they chanted Sky Sports as bleep <laughs> like a Derby game uh-huh. ages ago um, very creative I think I don't think it's a Scottish football issue I, I think it is just I think it's worldwide we've got mm. some we maybe don't have the best refs in the world but we nor do we have the best football in the world yeah. oh no 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 no, no. Well, most of the referees in Scotland are part time too absolutely well, not mm. all of them so if, Considering that, it's not like their the full-time job is making sure that they're the best Although you, could, you, you say that's yeah. it's the same for same down in England, isn't it? I think they're mainly full-time. full-time uh, well, I thought, how, like, how would we refereed the World Cup as a policeman? I'm sure. That was a while back now, though. Yeah. I, I think I believe all the Premier yeah, League ones now sure. are. It's no something I've looked into. But no. <laughs> I don't know why you would subject yourself to it, frankly. And and that's, um, and that's there's, there's part of the problem, is... Anybody that's coming into it, why would you? Or who, 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 is, who, is, who is coming that's into it? That's a good it? point. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there are young referees. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we're saying, I haven't gone through the stats of all the referees that are currently doing Goodness it. Goodness sake! Um, <laughs> well, on a Scottish sorry, football you, podcast, <laughs> and you've not looked at the current uh, the, the current ages of every. Referee. Well, if I turn to page fourteen <laughs> of my notes, <laughs> no. um, don't look. The quiz answers are there for later just hold that down I can't right. my say so bad <laughs> good <laughs> they're still, that, believe me they're still uh, pleased I think if they want to do something strike what are you going to do who's going to strike refs but the, the refs do the refs want to 
They go ahead and play the game without a ref. Oh, that's a game. <laughs> then you need three ambulance crews. I know. <laughs> but, but, like effectively ditch the goals. British Bulldog. That's, that's the thing. Red, red card <laughs> football back in the day. Was that a thing? Was that a like, video game or something? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That'd be a good wee live stream or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's like FIFA now. You can turn off the rules. You can turn off, you can turn off bookings or you yeah, can start. You can yeah. with it, like mm. um, but, so, yeah. Well, I mean, so, Celtic game. Might, no. We're recording this on Sunday. Ah. Um, <laughs> well, the Cel- 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 Celtic game against the Motherwell this, mo- uh, this afternoon. Uh, Ryan Kresge goes down injured. Mm-hmm. Play gets stopped. Celtic expect the ball back. Motherwell go through on goal and score. Ooh. What is that? What can the referee do there? The ref's getting pelters for it. Well, it's, yeah. it's, what, is he, what is he meant to do? Well, it's a, again, that comes down to sportsmanship, which is next to non-existent but the, the, in the game now. Right, okay. But the ref has no control over that. No. He can't decide whether somebody should be sportsman, like should show sportsmanship or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you ever see that incident from years ago that I recall seeing on a DVD of like Ian Wright's 100 <laughs> weirdest footballing <laughs> moments? And it was like a Plymouth game where it was a similar situation, a drop ball. And he kicked it and scored. Back to the keeper. Back to the oh, keeper. Right, and they yeah, were all yeah. like, uh, <laughs> what And they, they kicked off again, but just let the other team uh, score. Exactly. I saw, I can't remember who it was on the BBC talking uh, about, should Motherwell have allowed the same thing to happen? Well, well right. it's, it's a slightly slightly different situation in that the Motherwell striker um, made the decision, no, I'm going through on goal, I'm going to shoot. And to be fair to Scott Bain, he was alert enough to save it, and then they tapped in the rebound. Yeah, but nothing in the rules to see you can't do it. But I mean, it's I, probably well, in poor remember, taste and bad form. I remember yelling at Russell Latapy once because it, it was the same situation. Stop smoking. <laughs> we're, we're in the last ten minutes of a game in the season that we got relegated, mm. um, and there's a drop ball, and Latapy stood maybe 25 yards out mm-hmm. and everybody's just expecting pass it back to the keeper but the I can't, I can't think Somebody. who it was that we were playing against at the time but their entire back line was on the halfway line mm-hmm. he had the entire half of the pitch to himself mm-hmm. but he pa- plays it back to the keeper I can't like it's the right thing to do but you're in the middle of a dogfight a relegation <laughs> dogfight just score it's just a game. <laughs> and if you don't win fairly, you don't win at all. Well, the sofa manager motto in the, <laughs> our next t-shirt printing, I'm sure. <laughs> if you don't win fairly, you don't win at all. Um, but aye, speaking of Celtic, they did beat Motherwell. 4-1 in the end, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. a lot of booing and... Well, not buying, but aye, <laughs> such like. It wasn't an Aberdeen game. Uh, no. <laughs> GK. Uh-huh. Uh, but they did get punted out of the Europa League midweek. They did. Valiantly were the headlines, mm-hmm. um, according to the incredibly biased BBC, apparently. <laughs> um, which is what I thought rather drowned out the headlines as well, you know, all this talk about you know sectarianism and stuff on the back of Steve Clark and stuff. Um, do we think it's been a good campaign for Celtic? Uh, I would say no. Uh, Should yeah. they have got through the group stage? Yes. Yeah. I think it was a good achievement getting through the group stage. Yeah. I, I said at the start of the group stage, I thought they would comfortably. I was. I to to be fair, too I, comfortable. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I, I thought they should. Have, I thought they should have done. I I'll, I'll be honest and say I. Um, discounted Salzburg a little more than I should have done mm. um, who were a revelation top dogs eh? but um, uh, sorry they weren't even a revelation they made the semi-finals the year before I just totally forgot about yes, it yes no, very, um, very but they sh- I felt like they should have gone through mm. um, a wee yeah. bit disappointed they had to rely on Rosenberg in the in the end to Swedish best rules um, to get through but it's another year where they failed to take a scalp at all I mean that's that's three years in a row where they haven't won a big game mm. in Europe and I I understand the whole um, Valencia and Zenit are big teams yes. like they, they, they have never gotten a, an easy draw they, they, they've been given two tough teams with good managers mm. in in relatively strong positions in their leagues but 
it's Celtic and they need to be doing better than that. This is a team that a few years ago were beating Barcelona. Yeah. I think uh, and they didn't even show that. Well, I think the, the disappointing thing was the I only watched the first half of the first leg, which for me was all I needed oh, to they see. They were garbage. Um, yeah. First leg very poor. The Celtic, Celtic Park was rammed, you know, mm. to the rafters. Everyone was chatting them on, and they just fell they, flat. They couldn't keep possession. They looked nervous. They looked sh- Scott Brown, who's usually an absolute rock in these positions, had a complete meltdown. It, it was akin to. It showed his level probably these days. At a uh, European. What's level. a strong uh, comment, Darren? <laughs> exactly the same well, as he did in the old firm game. Yeah. Should he have taken that wee Australian deal now instead of. No, I don't like so. Sign I, on. I think in the Scottish game he can still do a good job, but in a European level, I think. Mm. But that's the same. He's, he's an impact player, maybe. Because that's when he always showed his grit and that exactly. you know, he was capable yeah, of facing yeah. off. But they, they were just. It, it was just a depressing watch. Like It wasn't even like Valencia turned up, played brilliantly, played them off the park, 1 2 0 away from home, job done. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was Celtic just not, not showing up. No. And that's the big disappointment, is in the second leg. The other night, get a cha- change change the system. Mm. Toljan gets sent off. Bad decision in my eyes. I think Rogers was rightfully unhappy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they had such a chance if they had got a good result in that yep. first leg playing that system. Yeah, nice to see Johnny Hayes actually getting some game time. Mm-hmm. It's not like even Valencia are playing that well this season. I mean, they're eighth in the league. Not doing that well in Europe, obviously they got put into the Europa League. I was interested to see if they'd actually do well in the Europa League in terms of if, if they were interested, because their form gets affected in the league a lot when they're in Europe. So like even since they've done the two games against Celtic, off the back of that they've had two draws. So it's affecting their league form. It's affecting their league form. But, but it doesn't gonna... feel like they had to do a lot against Celtic uh, to actually get to the next stage. You I mean, know? But you're looking at that La Liga table, how yeah. close are they to... The Champions League spots. Yeah. Right, it's the same situation yeah. United United were in two years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. In that they won the Europa League and were in Champions League next year. Mm. Teams at that level well, have to yeah, exactly. have to look for that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I thought Valencia might not have been too interested because they'll be looking at trying to get back into the Champions League again but, next but season. This is what I'm saying. Um, is is, is that yeah. an e- is is winning the Europa League an easier route? Than having to get over. I wouldn't say this season. Well, yeah. well we're gonna have the massive problem of being bogged down in Europa <laughs> League Two and stuff going well, forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just disappointed. I, I thought I, top team in Scotland can't even do anything against a eighth in the league Spanish team. That, that's that's what disappointed I mean, me. Which I know Valencia have got a history of being well, but in the last two seasons prior to this, well, last season they came twelve. So Valencia, Valencia now have like Kuban Krasnodar though. Yeah, they've it's got a good it's team it's now, it's but it's Celtic, still, who, who's for he? Celtic to know. Hmm? Who's he? <laughs> That's the team they've got oh. in the next round. <laughs> no, yeah. uh-huh. so you, Kuban you, Krasnodar, I believe they're Russian. Pretty sure they're... Um, okay. <laughs> I've, I've probably offended a Slovakian... Oh, I've done Russian that on the Instagram <laughs> before by putting up I'm the pre- wrong flag. I'm, I'm 95% sure that they're Russian. Um, and like, if they get a team like that in the round before... yeah. I'd say, I, I just, I'd say I just think when they start coming up against like Arsenal, Chelsea, even Seville in their own country, that's when I think they're going to struggle. Oh, that's when they should so, struggle, though. You yeah. can't expect Celtic to. I'm not saying the Celtic, but for Leicester. Oh, right, about okay, a sorry. decade ago, you might have expected, you know, something a bit more. And I think it's disappointing that you know someone with. You mean since Rangers went bust and they had no competition well, to play against? But, well, year. in the glory years of the Champions League, consistently, and then when the two of them were at the peak of their powers, in you know the early two thousands. But you know, you look at a team like Celtic with the fan base that they have. You know, what two, three, four, five times the amount of Valencia, and I know you can't really compare can't, that because the budget yeah, they yeah. get from the league and stuff is is very, very different. But you're telling me that these Eastern Europeans have vastly more budget. You know, Zenit, no. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm talking about you know like. Uh, Arsenal played like Batty Borisov, Borisov well, I mean, and stuff go, like, like that. If Celtic can, and Batty Borisov it, beat Arsenal in that first, in that leg. first leg, yeah. Mm. And you know who knows Arsenal's full intentions and stuff, and they wiped them away in the second yeah. leg. But it's not the battling Scottish performance that we would have we, we like. Yeah, that's, seen. that's how it's this point. Coming back to your Europa League two point, uh-huh. that may not be the case. It will be uh, for well, what is, where is it? Top sixteen in coefficients. 
And yeah, going, yeah, which we're, right. we're, we're, we're on the we're peripheries not. of. Hmm? We're on the peripheries of. We're exactly. Like and now that's has, that's has got two te- one team in the knockout stages, mm-hmm. and one team getting results in in the group in the group stages. And at, at the end, yes, getting through the group stages bumps it some more. Mm-hmm. But actually, getting the results at least keeps. Yeah, it g- keeps gaining them points and keeps gaining the country points. But it'll eventually be the double whammy of you know if we don't get into the Europa League, the teams in the Europa League will get more coefficient points, and you know it becomes harder. It separates from there. everybody. Yeah, I agree. By the by, for the moment, a lot of the points people have been making is that you know, like I could have managed Celtic to the domestic glory over the last few years. The real bread and butter is how well Rogers has done in Europe, and the fact of the matter is, he's not done that well. So will he leave? Well, he's, he's having that. Now, now the Leicester jobs came up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you? Would you? I don't think he would leave, leave until the end Celtic of the season for Leicester at the moment. Leicester jobs a good job, and I think the Leicester is it a team good, is, is a, a good, good team. Job? I think it's a good team. I think it's a good job for Rodgers to go back into the Premier League, prove that he can do a good job at say a mid-table team, and then can get maybe back can, into a top six team. Can again. you? If I was to tell you that Leicester were twelfth in the league, finished ninth last year, would you say they've had two good seasons? If you were to discount the one year where they won the league, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, any top half finish in the Premier League is a, is yeah. a good finish in my book. Hmm. Claude Puel's getting sacked from that team mm-hmm. partly because of his of his um, man management. They hate the way he's treating Jamie Vardy. But I'm amazed he's still there. Pretty much all of that winning team, or all the really good players, managed to move. I think he'll be kicking himself he never got that move to Arsenal a few years ago. (laughs) Well, like Kante, Mares, yeah, okay, um, Albrighton. (laughs) Well, that went well for him. (laughs) I loved Albrighton. See, Aston Villa, I thought he was friggin' brilliant, and that nobody appreciated him. Same with like Townsend as a brilliant player, and like uh, Nathan Redmond as well. Townsend is a speedboat without a driver. Who is? Andros Townsend. I bet. But I like players like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I wouldn't move. I, I don't think. Cause I, I, what else does he need to do at Celtic? Well, well that's not from keep that uh, team going. Uh, win the 10 in a row. Uh, but what be, if, be that w- what yeah, if? At the end of the season, say, 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 for example, Leicester get a temporary manager in and the job comes up for the summer for him. Mm-hmm. So you think he should stay on at Celtic? Yeah. I don't think that's how they would do it anyway. They would look for someone now. Y- yeah, they have to. Well, there, there is rumours well, they're just going to bring well, somebody no, into the end of the season. If they're quite happy Because we've only got 11 games mid, to go mid, Mid-table finish, then... Well, if they're, if they're safe, I suppose. Um, yeah. But I, I... Neil Lennon was the rumour, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, you know, he has Leicester... Um, yeah, he's played for Connections. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing with footballers. Like, the players themselves. Why did you take a move... Down, down south, to a team that's not playing in Europe. Mm-hmm. Money. Uh, well, the the glitz I'll, and glamour I'll, of the I'll, Premier League. Yeah. Yes, uh huh. But Celtic can't be a million miles away from it. I wish I knew the figures, but mm. um, oh, it wouldn't be on vastly different money. I, I w- imagine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so because I, I would imagine he's getting paid a lot at the moment. He's got those Champions yeah. League nights. He's got. A really good fan base behind him who like him. I haven't heard. Me- There's been a cut. It's, it's amazing when you hear. Like Rogers has had a few big games where he's had odd team selections. Folk yeah. have criticised him for it and then going back to loving him next week. That doesn't happen often. Hmm. I think it's whether you jump ship before things start to go wrong. And I think right now we're on the periphery of. There's been a few times this season we've been like, whoa, well, they lost their first old firm derby in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time in forever, you know that the league position took a while to the, strengthen. The first half of the season wasn't great, but there's not that the much of a difference between this season and last season. Though. No, there's not. No, uh, they've traditionally been quite slow starters, but I think you know Rangers edge closer and closer. They're going to be asked more questions, and he has not been asked a question in a long, long time. I think since probably he's been at Liverpool, he's not really been challenged as a manager, and for ten seasons, well, not ten seasons. Uh, the six or seven it would require to get to ten in a row. Hmm. That's a lot of complacency, I think. Would you, the six or seven it would require to get ten in a row. Well, well, how many titles are they on at the moment? Eight. This would be eight. Eight. So he's been there for what? Four. No. He's he's, he's won two. So two. Well, two. Four so, so he could. He needs three or four. 
I can't, I need, is this, are they on eight? Is this going to be nine? Who knows? Comment in with all our statistical <laughs> inaccuracies. Uh, but the list of jobs are interesting one that I think will go somewhere else. I don't know. I, I, I would think Some so. random foreigners they've always gone with <laughs> in recent times, you know, from Ranieri to Puel to uh, whoever. Craig, Craig Shakespeare. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that very foreign Is man. Nigel Pearson not still kicking about? Like, yes. you know, he probably still would have won the league with them, just saying. Yeah, but that was the whole thing around his son and the hookers all right okay <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah, news there, there to was, me no, there, was, there was something weird that's that went right. on there. Uh, the pl- yeah. players disappeared from training with hookers uh, and, and on that note our trip to london was <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> aye we uh recently had a trip down south Darren yep, to, to really visit good, the uh the former podcast host john brown <laughs> <laughs> that guy who's yet to return um and we had an excellent time taking in, you know, some footballing sights. Um, so I think what we'll do to start us off All on right, our London okay. coverage yeah. is we'll have our London calling quiz. Very exciting. So, Paul, <laughs> in post-production, <laughs> cue the music! Right, so the format of this quiz is you are, you two, mm-hmm. are to name a team within the boundaries of the M25. I think I've written them all down. Within <laughs> um, the boundaries of the M25. <laughs> within the boundaries of the M25. I, uh, <laughs> legitimately, you could have told me, where is the M25? Uh, and I got it. The, bi- the London bypass. There we go. Thank you. you know, it goes from like Heathrow to, like it covers right. the main bulk okay. of London. So that's what I would consider teams from London. So you pick one of those. Then Uh you are to guess a player who is Scottish or has Scottish links uh, who has played for that team. You'll get three clues, three points if you guess with one clue, two for two and one for uh, three. So, Darren, do you want to go first and name me a team from London? Uh, There's a few different ones. Crystal Palace? I totally forgot to do Crystal Palace. Did you? I did. Uh, Right. (laughs) Okay. No, 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 no. no. You can do Crystal Palace. (laughs) That's fine. But why are you laughing? Nothing. Oh, I was so proud of his wee teams. checklist. I've got so many. We'll not get through them all. Well, there's a few more obscure ones. Right, Darren. Chelsea. No, no, you'll do. You'll do Crystal oh, Palace. Um, this player previously played for Dundee. Yeah. Dundee. Yeah. I'm being nippy because he would have just gone for James MacArthur, and I'm not allowing that. <laughs> Oh, there's a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right, so... Oh, pick me, sir. Pick me. There's <laughs> 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 like two <laughs> people <laughs> in the team. <laughs> Don't know. Do you want another clue? Uh, go for it. He is a goalkeeper. He made hundreds of appearances for Dundee and moved immediately to Crystal Palace, where he has uh, captained the side, and I think he got, what, 300, 400 appearances for them now. For Crystal Palace. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Cheeky. <laughs> Another clue? Try, I think. Ah, right, go for it. South American goalkeeper. South American goalkeeper. Yes, Argentinian. Argentinian. Uh, I don't know why I've researched them recently. Did <laughs> you? Oh, because he's like, oh, yeah, I know why. I remember why. Good. South American. Argentinian. Do I think you Fraser, who is it? Speroni. Julian Speroni. Oh, Speroni yeah. Made oh, 200 appearances for Dundee or something like that uh, before moving to Crystal Palace. Is he Argentinian? Yes. Yeah. He's played, he won the play, uh, Supporters Player of the Year about five times at Crystal Palace as well. Yes. So it's a tremendous career. He's now been kind of replaced this season. But, oh, uh, a, few, a few seasons. He's been playing in the Cup games recently, but he got a league start against Liverpool mm-hmm. and had a couple of howlers. Um essentially threw the ball in his own net for one of the goals. A loyal servant, huh? Yes, <laughs> indeed. Anyway, I would have said James MacArthur, but that would have been too easy. So I think Darren would have got that nice and Fraser, do you want to name me another team within the boundaries of the M25, hopefully? <laughs> uh, right, Chelsea. Chelsea, good. This okay. is going to be a tough one. I <laughs> mm. Do you have anyone in mind? I've got one that I know played with Chelsea. Uh, do you want to give me that before I give you any clues? Andrew Flo? No. Okay. This player played between 1983 and 1988 oh, as a winger for Chelsea. No ideas? No. 
Clue number two, and this won't help, but I didn't know this until <laughs> I Wikipedia. Him. He's a renowned indie pop DJ, playing at a number of festivals, um, especially during his spell at Everton. Uh, prior to this, it's not Kanchelskis. No, it's not. No, this. I don't even know if you play. This man you. is in fact Scottish. You want another clue? I'm going to need another. He's a renowned pundit for Five Live. Scottish renowned pundit for Five Pat Live. Nevin. Pat Nevin. Yes. Is a DJ. He apparently he's played DJ sets quite recently. Because <laughs> uh, they speak of him referencing indie pop on Five Live and things like that. So that was news to me. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Which was great news, uh, as a master of fact. So there you go. One point for Fraser. <laughs> Not going that well. Dan, do you want to pick another team? Uh, uh, West Ham. Oh, please say it's West Ham. Yes. <laughs> it's not like you were there quite recently or anything. I know, West Ham. Um... <laughs> This is one of the easier ones, uh, shall we say. Uh, this player started his career at Livingston. Robert Stocker. Yes. <laughs> Fair play. Three I points. Probably probably wouldn't have picked anyone else. I mean, we had Randolph, I mentioned before, who had a spell yeah. with Motherwell. Mm. I remember Stocker playing for Livingston. So. Who else? Oh, I could have gone Christian Daly from back in the day. Could have done. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have got that. Don't know my <laughs> I don't know my West Ham facts very well. Right, and if you've got any other suggestions, Christian Daly would have been about Nigel Quasi. Was he at West Ham? I think so. Possibly. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, moving on, (laughs) before we get bogged down in facts. Uh, Fraser, do you want to pick another team? I'm going to say Reading. Uh, Out with with the M25 border. Pick somebody else. I was so sure Sonia Luco's name would come up there. (laughs) No, I did consider that for another team. Uh, um, Tottenham. Tottenham! Okay. This player played for them between 2008 and 2011. Okay. Another clue? Oh, oh no. Hmm. Yeah, go for it. He's had a few spells on the beach. That's a pun. Not really. Is it not? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's in relation to who's played for. Another clue? Chelsea. Oh, I'm struggling. I get the feeling there's going to be a lot of dead silence here. He (laughs) He now plays for Aston Villa. As their captain. Signed for Tottenham for £9 million pounds oh, from a Scottish yes. club. Oh, I know who he is. He's going to kick himself, yeah? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Darren, do you want to put him out of his misery? Uh, do you want me to say? Go, Darren. Go. I really don't. Uh, Alan Hutton? Alan Hutton oh, is the answer! <laughs> Pew! Zero points there, Fraser. How long? When did he play? Uh, 2008 to 2011. See, I would not have said that was that recent. Apparently so. Ten years ago, man. Right, Darren. <laughs> Do you want to pick another team? Uh, yes. Uh, we'll go for. Uh, are you doing like lower league teams? Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no. We'll go to Charlton. Then, oh no. No. Yeah, uh, that's quite an easy one as well. That's it. Okay. I'm just picking the places that went. <laughs> so this player you could have picked for either. No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, okay. Well, he made his name at Wimbledon. Um, oh, so it is the, the, the one the, Is it Lyle Taylor? It is Lyle Taylor Six points <laughs> <laughs> I've got the easy the one to your face is, on it. I looked up Charlton I looked up AFC Wimbledon There's really not many Scottish players I can't Wimbledon think I feel like there must have well, been Well I, I couldn't really find any good database to search Pre their breakup and stuff like that I can't think of anyone that played with Wimbledon away, back in the day but I want to say Don Hutchison but I think I'm lying Could have been he would have been a good one for someone else. Right, Fraser. Uh, okay. Do you want to guess the last team and then I'll whiz through the ones that we didn't get to? I've run out of places. Arsenal. Oh, good. That's a good one. That's, that's, a, that's one, another yeah. difficult one then, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. This player, hmm, weirdly, uh, played for the Gunners f- between exactly the same time as Pat Nevin did in uh, 1983 to 1988, but he played for Arsenal instead of Chelsea, obviously. Okay. Any ideas? Just okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Clue number two, he's best associated with Celtic. Charlie Nicholas. It is Charlie oh, Nicholas. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> two you, points. You know Fair play to um, Charlie. Uh, Pat, well, maybe Pat Nevin. No. I would not have said those two were playing at the same time. Is essentially. Yeah. Well, apparently uh, Charlie Nicholas went on to play for Aberdeen afterwards, yeah, which did. I didn't realise. He yeah. uh, played quite well for them, but obviously Celtic, because who's in this On our screens every week as well. Because <laughs> I, he was one of the ones I looked at for the Christmas one as well. Charlie Nightless would have been a good one. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, I had Queen's Park Rangers and oh, yeah. Jamie Mackey for them. Ah, right. That, uh, Watford. I'm not sure if I'd have got that. What did you say? Lone, lone striker in the four six zero. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say there was... Never uh, forgotten. I knew there was a few interesting <laughs> facts about him. We also had Watford and Don Cowie 
would have been a Wouldn't challenging one. Oh, well, depending I, on what the clues I don't were. Think I think the clues were quite generous for him. Uh, Bradford and Shay Logan uh, in Aberdeen. Ah, right, okay. Millwall and Murray Wallace. Oh. Uh, uh, scored the winner against see, Everton. I, see, the problem is I couldn't have told you half of these were in one. Yeah, yeah. And Fulham and Tom Kearney would have been the last mm. one. Uh, I never thought So Fulham. I didn't fully expect uh, you to get those. Because <laughs> Darren is the winner uh, with six points. Lucky so well like. <laughs> I know. But uh, one of the teams you picked there, Darren, was of course Charlton. Yes. Uh, we were Went there. To the valley. Yep. At the, oh, the valley, yes. It sounds very exotic. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, I've got my little kit I purchased back there. Uh, football for a fiver yeah. was that day. Seventeen thousand people took them up on that offer, which was it was pretty cool. That atmosphere was pretty good. It was good, yeah. Really enjoyed it. I was impressed with the size of the stadium. To be honest, I didn't think their stadium was as big as that. But oh, really I know they've been premium, obviously premium, high up in the league, but uh, it was still. Uh, but really good atmosphere. Um, really enjoyed that actually. It's a shame there was no goals, but hey ho. Oh, the game was terrible. <laughs> the quality of the football was fine. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Lyle Taylor was playing. Was it Danny Williams? We Welsh midfielder uh, yeah, uh, used to play with Crystal Palace. You would recognise him to see him. Uh, Nathan Delfonso, who used yeah, to be he was, uh, a blast from the past. Yeah, I thought he was still. Oh, oh no, he was he the one that went missing from Blackpool. Well, he yeah, yeah he was playing yeah. with Blackpool. Yeah, Dodo came on. Dodo, yes, <laughs> was there. He was a good signing for me in my Hamilton career mode, by the way. So I have I have high respect for him. <laughs> um, I don't know the main names we kind of knew. Yeah. Lee Once Boyer was their manager at Charlton. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That was my name. They were chatting Lee Boyer's barbie. They're also saying, come on, ye reds, which <laughs> nice and familiar like with there. <laughs> uh, but there was a man with a drum, like, three seats behind me and to the left. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See people with drums, and I know we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but, like, why? It's so annoying. Like, when they're so close and they, they kept going the same song for ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> Queen of the South just sang about Stephen Doby for about ninety minutes. Well, they got one really good goal out oh, of him for that. <laughs> right, sitting right behind it. Wow. Uh, you were in attendance for the Aberdeen Queen of the South Cup oh, game. I was. Yeah, which was excitingly showing on telly. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a snooze fest. Um, what else do we have? There was beers available. Before kickoff, right, well. yeah. yeah. Really? hot dog before yeah. kickoff. Oh, hot dog. Ah, they gave me a bottle of cola, which is a yes. rare thing. Coke. Yes. Uh, took the cap off us, but you know, because you're only allowed. That, that, that cap's dangerous. Uh, well, <laughs> that's the thing. You're not going to throw quite the. It's sharp. See, you know, when you untwist it, <laughs> if you, you get it right, you can like scratch it. You could throw the cap or throw the bottle. Either or. Um, which is pretty cool. So, so, so beer through the game, or only before kickoff. Um. I think only think before kickoff. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed it. Yeah, I, I don't so. think you're allowed it in the stand. Mm. Um, so where where were you buying it? It was just like, in the just, on the concourse. Yeah, yeah. Like really in, in the actual stadium. Uh, yeah. I'm inter- I, That surprises me a lot. No, they're allowed to drink down there. It's no, just not in the stand. And yeah. there are you know some you know Didn't semi know guidelines and stuff like that. But right. uh, great wee club shop, which is where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly I was going to say that was good actually. It's got um, impressed by that. John got his hat, didn't he? John did get his hat. Purchased, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we all we all left happy. Um, I think it's, it was interesting to see the quality of League One football, which I, apparently I'm an avid fan of now with my Milton <laughs> Keynes Dons top. You know, you, you keep hearing about the English leagues and all that. But that wasn't that different to a sort of... Well, that's what I was going to ask you, yeah. Did, did you think it was... Nobody really talks about that, but... Did you like think a, it was much different? Like a low premiership game, you yeah. know, I could... They're probably better than, like, St Mirren, for example. Mm. But like, I thought it was the, the third tier Scottish bit, football. I think I, I thought it was the English same football. Like I mean, you can't, you can't say that's not a big difference. <laughs> no, no, but when the third tier is as good as our top tier, they would have been paid much more. Um, the thing is, as well, like there, as you know, sort of helping out with the match announcement stuff. You're always on the lookout oh, for yeah, the match yeah. day announcer, uh-huh. the fattest man <laughs> you've ever seen. You just waddling <laughs> along the pitch, but. And I was very uh, sceptical of him at first because you expect an announcer to have these big, powerful voices. Yeah. But he... Like yours, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got quite an... <clears throat> I think I've got quite an opposing voice. <laughs> but he sounded like the spitting image of the guy. There was an announcer in FIFA years ago that had quite a high-pitched voice. <laughs> um, you would recognise him. I'm, to sure, him. I'm sure I would. So he sounded really like him. Time on FIFA. And it was funny because he would chant along with the fans before kick-off yeah, was, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I actually quite like this guy. <laughs> 
Um, at first you didn't. Well, no, I thought... <laughs> end, of, end, of, end of the game, he was I like, oh, it's all right, that guy. He was passionate about what he did, so I can't, I can't fault him. Um, and they had a big screen there as well. Yeah. Which was really annoying because there was this freaking road safety advert that had, like, Tetris in it or something like that. So the the tarot system would just be, you know, do do the music would go in and then ba cha ba cha ba cha ba cha and you're like, ah, what is that hideous <laughs> noise? Pac Man. But... What's the Tetris noise then? It's like there's a song for Tetris, I'm sure. Oh, not Tetris, uh, Space Invaders. Uh, space, uh, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. So it was like uh, a. Maybe it is the same noise for it's that. A nasty, <laughs> nasty noise. <laughs> um, but it was fun to see something different because, of course. Yeah, it was good. Interested to hear. 17,000 fans. I know. Yeah. Um, but again, that's what a fiver will do for you. But then as Are well... Are you listening to SFA? <laughs> <laughs> Hamden, get my, it sorted. <laughs> got my very expensive Belgium ticket back then, which was horrendously expensive for a friendly. But uh, I we were, I was looking at the figures with John the other week as well, and like Coventry would get like 30,000 people mm-hmm. in League One. Mm-hmm. But then at the same extent, some people would get two, 3,000 people, so it's... You know, a vastly, and then Sunderland as well could Sunderland get up, to yeah, upwards yeah, of forty thousand. Yeah, yeah. They've got good support. So it's a really bizarre uh, league, but fun to see uh, because as well, every team got knocked out of the FA Cup that we would have <laughs> wanted to see. I was thinking like a wee West Ham or a Tottenham. No, no, they no, no all no. got punted out <laughs> of We could have gone to I think Millwall against Wimbledon, but I think that was on the Friday night. Yeah, and I had a wee flight cancellation issue that would have put that. <laughs> uh, the scuppers which was very entertaining uh, so that was good fun yeah enjoyed it and then the next day Darren where did we go uh, we went to the Olympic Stadium yeah, West Ham well, the uh, London Stadium yeah London Stadium Fraser's also visited have <laughs> uh, now we we all have different perspective of this because Darren and I we saw football configuration yeah we did yes uh, and if you go to the sofa manager on Instagram you can see a picture um, of said installation and said set up um, and Fraser saw an Olympic Stadium configuration, indeed, with the running track. Now, how far were you from the running track when you were doing it, Fraser? Uh, not far, 15, not far. fifteen rows, something like. It was. It's, it's very flat. Like you go to. I like, love flat sh- stadiums. Sh- <laughs> um, you go to Ibrox, and the stairs are. Yeah, like uh, they, you wouldn't get away with building one like that now. No, um, the the you're about two stairs for every level, mm-hmm. as opposed to just uh, just about climbing a ladder. Mm. Um, so Quidditch World Cup style. <laughs> I love that stadium. It's like overarching. It comes like up and back over. One day we'll get it. <laughs> Dug into a mountainside somewhere. Well, <laughs> and they could do that with that uh, that one in Portugal, <laughs> the Braga Stadium or something. Uh, really weird from a footballing perspective oh, to see it. Because I, I looked at the Instagram and I can't, I can't work out how it's whether they just push. Out from underneath, I think what they do is the the they've it's the kept lower tier, wasn't it? Yeah, they've kept the top tiering mm-hmm. of the Olympic Stadium from the Olympics. Mm-hmm. That looks fairly clear to see. But what they've done is there's then temporary seating for the bottom tier, which for the football seems to can be, take it away, yeah. encroach in. So yeah. that's so, so, so that, you yeah, so you can almost like push, yeah, uh-huh. yes, push in from underneath. So presumably for the athletics, they then push that back and to come and meet the bottom tier and give them room for the running track right. to go in round the outside and what this creates is a really weird vantage point where you're very shallow mm-hmm. with the pitch and like from our perspective where we were sat and where the hospitality guests and stuff would be you could actually barely see the corner that's right yeah. uh, which was really weird and i i really don't know how west ham fans are getting used to that because well, i I enjoyed the experience of being there. We were there for the Paralympic World Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, just happened to be on, so yeah. why not? Why not? Wasn't overly expensive. Went um, in Rome. So, <laughs> but you you don't you see so little of what's happening mm. at the other end, and I I know you could say the same for any stadium that you're in, but especially like when you when you go to that kind of thing, you've got javelin and long jump mm-hmm. all the way up there, and you've not got a clue what's going on, mm-hmm. but like. You're only seeing that. So as much as I say I was quite close to the track, mm-hmm. I was quite close to the wee bit of track that I'm uh, sitting next to, but to the it. rest of it. Yeah, mm. I'm sure Darren's got binoculars for women's gymnastics he'll like <laughs> later. Um, boy, really, really weird. Club Shop again was good. It was, yeah. I was quite impressed by that. They had a wee cover for Nintendo Switches, and I was like, ooh, I don't have a cover for a Nintendo Switch. I might as well just buy it. But I didn't do that, because I'm not a West Ham fan, obviously. Um 
But yeah, really weird. I don't know how they would get used to that. John how Brown's going to go in a few weeks to watch. Uh, say, how do you think? How do you think it would hold atmosphere with the the seating? Bad. It, it feels a lot well, like Hamden in that sense. I don't know. Yeah. It just it's it's that. No, you're right. Yeah, oh, with a yeah. little bit of a roof. Hi, Hamden. And it's very it's very shallow. Hamden's certainly better design than this. Just seemed to be a much. It was, it was designed for for the Olympics, which isn't a. You're not looking for a. Um, close tight atmosphere although they seem to have got a lot of noise generated from it during the Olympics it it went down really well for well I don't don't know how it went from 80,000 at the Olympics down to 60 60, and it was like 57 when we were there and they were like oh yeah we're going to take off more covers of seating I'm like (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, West Ham usually West Ham have a big support yeah Yeah, usually fill the stadium don't they yeah I think Tottenham got the better deal out of that in the end. Uh, uh, they don't have a stadium. I but they will. <laughs> <laughs> they will. These things happen. It was a construction. That's the thing. It Their stadium was like ninety-eight and a half percent of the way there, and it has been for about four months. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the problem with these uh, oh, yeah. sort of it projects. It was meant to be done for what August. Yeah, did and they have to rebuff one of the NFL games and stuff like that? And it didn't uh, go down very well because the NFL put a lot of money into it. Well, they'll get, they'll get in years to come. These things happen. Maybe. It's fine. Um, but it's interesting that these Premier League clubs finally start to flex their muscles in terms of stadium building and stuff. We've seen, you know, Anfield expand. Mm. Chelsea are, you know, on the peripheries of... Yeah, totally yeah. Crystal Palace are doing a new... They're Are they vastly it's, renovating? Uh, yes. There's some quite well doing, uh, cool new plans for them. Bournemouth. Yeah. Are they? They're looking really? at a new stadium, I think, because theirs is tiny, old. Probably yeah. makes sense. It's uh, small, yeah. So well, lots of exciting uh, things on the horizon. Stadium tours are always interesting. Yeah, yeah. Always yeah. enjoyed them. We were led round. I prefer the sort of self-guided. I, thing. I, I saw the you had the headphones in. Uh-huh, so you yeah. still get a guide. Still got a guide. Still got a guide. But, uh, I didn't like that. Just, I, I like, just for like just, bits of eighth. So, would so see were you a in a, were you in a group? And you yeah. stuck with the group the whole yes. way around. Yeah. Uh, nah. It was a quieter day. It yes. wasn't like there was any trophies or anything to really go and see. But no. <laughs> there, but was like, was... there was like no museum or that, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, West Ham is a club with a lot of I know, I history. Know. There's a few FA Cup yeah. finals and FA uh-huh. Cup. Yeah. There was no uh-huh. sort of room like that. But then that, that was back like, to even, even point. The, even the like, players like, that they've got, like... Yeah. Bobby, Bobby Moore was a yes. West Ham yeah. legend. Yeah. Like... They made a big deal about him, but there wasn't there wasn't that was much a way lot? of like you like know a, kits or that to say yeah, yeah. picture on a kit. I, think I mean, we went to, to to Anfield, and it like you say, it was one of the ones you get given what is essentially an iPad and a pair of headphones. You, just walk around. you go in, and you get told turn up at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go in, and then there's a wee steward guy who has some banter with you, tells you don't run on the grass, has a wee bit more banter with you, and then says, really, don't run on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you just get left on your way. And I think there was like four, you, you know, you notice the groups walking by you. Cause mm-hmm. me, me and Katie sat there and we looked at everything. Mm-hmm. And there was other folk that just came in and went, I fine. Just was around. Moved, moved on. But mm. I mean, we spent nearly three hours there. Really? Yeah. Mm. It was, and they have the museum at the end and it's mm-hmm. got rooms devoted to different players. It's, yeah. It'd have been stuff. good to have seen something like that, but never really had it. But then we did <laughs> see that when we came out, it wasn't really much a, uh, Sort of football. No, you can tell that they tour, were you know. renting the you stadium. You can see that. Yeah, you can see they've done. Didn't that. give me enough blooming time for my pictures. I could have done with the three hours. <laughs> and then the girl that did take our picture, basically, we got our picture like down pitch side. Mm-hmm. So you had two options: you could fit in the logo, which was like down pitch side yeah. and stuff like that, or you could like zoom in close and get us next to the stadium. She did neither, and like <laughs> clipped off the bottom of the logo, <laughs> and they got a really distant <laughs> picture of us. And I was like, there was like two things you could have done. Um. Have you been on any others? Man United, when I was much younger, but Man United is one of my favourites because it's a very impressive stadium because it's quite large, it's quite modern. Mm-hmm. And when you did the tunnel walk out there, they actually like blared the music in and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas on that tour, they played it through the headphones. The headphones, yeah. Naff as yeah, anything. It wasn't great. Um, um, Ibrox tour does does the same with the, they play the crowd noises. and right. mm-hmm. yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, they know yeah. what they're doing at Ibrox, though. I've like, Seen people on the tours and stuff, and everyone's you get to sit in the manager's office. And I, that was a while ago, mind you. Did you do the thing at Anfield where you like touched the? I did. Ah. Of course, I did. Ah. <laughs> um, like they've got, and you get into the the dressing rooms, and they, what was it? Is it it's Jamie Carragher's 
World Eleven essentially. Ah, of right. these are the best players I've ever played at at Anfield, uh-huh. and they've got all their tops around their way dre- oh, around their way dressing room. That's a good idea. Um, so some mo- most of the names there you would you would expect. I mean, Ronaldo, Messi, um, Vieira was there. Hmm. I think Roy Keane was there over Lampard, which surprised me a, few a little bit. players when they played in oh, <laughs> David, David Templeton's name was uh, plastered all over it. He was scoring for Burton Albion, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. Um, and then in the home dressing rooms, what you'd expect, you've got all their kits up. And See, that was the cool thing about the, the San Siro, is like they had like a wee museum outside, but it was just all the kits from like you know Champions League shirts and stuff. So they had like Zlatan Ibrahimovic for I mean, PSG. That'd be really interesting. Was it like Inter or AC orientated? It was both. So you had on like separate sides of the museum, you had Inter and AC kits, which was cool because you had like Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, like Beckham, mm-hmm. Ibrahimovic, mm-hmm. all that jazz. And they have separate dressing rooms at the San Siro. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one for Inter Milan, there's mm-hmm. one for AC Milan, and then there's one for the away side. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Um, but okay. as well. They are cool as heck dressing rooms. The West Ham one was rubbish. <laughs> like, it was tiny. There was nothing to it. The AC Milan one has this really cool, like, AC Milan light and is in, like, a circle. Mm-hmm. The Inter Milan one was beautifully lit. And it was cool because they had, like, half a team of Croatians, like Brozovic and Perisic. <laughs> this was the day after Croatia had beat England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the snaps from <laughs> the Croatians. Just like, ah. Um, so it was way cool. Anfield one. You're talking about the, the dressing rooms. The dressing rooms are quite smart. The coolest thing, or maybe not the coolest thing, but the lighting. Mm-hmm. They can so if they're playing an evening game, they dim the lights down so the players adjust to the. Shakiri gets a bit of romance on the go. Can you imagine that at the Falkirk Stadium? <laughs> I mean, right, if there was a power issue, I can imagine there being <laughs> such a flickering lights. Sure, but, but just some, some of the levels that people go to, just to give. Even the slightest advantage to their teams nowadays. It's, yeah. I mean, uh, that's true. I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh, Arsenal was went, a rubbish actually, tour because Arsenal was a rubbish stadium. Went, we did Valencia. Yes. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd completely forgotten about it. But I saw some, some of my mates were at the Celtic game um, and just taking sort of. Video, videos and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you forget how high it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, this, I don't think any of it has a roof, but there is no, some of the it. Main stand, I think. There's mm-hmm. some of it that sort of pokes out beyond the rest of the stands, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And like literally, if I'm sitting on the end seat here, you can see. I, and I did that. <laughs> you can see right now. The street is there. That's and it, it is. It's horrendous. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it was a really interesting tour. Um, so a lot of history in there as well. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said to Dan about the camp. New, right, I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Is there's like obstructed views where you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're like craning your neck, right? And it was still weigh about four hundred euros. <laughs> Probably. Well, they're now expanding that to be, yeah, too big. I think there's like a roof on it. Roof sort of. Yeah. That was cool though because Barcelona is just this whole like complex. Mm-hmm. Of like, there's the football stadium. There's the second football stadium. That's right. Yeah. And then there's the hockey arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. As well. as well as like basketball. The biggest club shop I've ever visited. <laughs> Chelsea was pretty big. Man United was being worked on. I done the best. I was, I was really disappointed by the Liverpool one. Really, the Liverpool one. I, I, yeah. I, there was not that much there that I would have bought. Mm. It's just all the st- it would have been all the standard like New Balance stuff, and it, it felt like it, there was a couple of wee T-shirts, but they were all like hmm. some some wee subtle branding's nice, but it was all like massive like pictures of Mo Salah's face and stuff. Like <laughs> 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 sure, I love the guy and he Salah. scores loads of goals, but I mean, wouldn't look great in the pub person. <laughs> So what was Benfica like? Uh, Benfica was good actually. Uh, they had a really good club shop, um, and it was they took you the usual sort of stuff. They took you around like the executive area in terms of the uh, where you'd be sitting, and then they took you down to like um, the dressing rooms and all that. It was really good, it was a big dressing room. Um, it was, I just enjoyed it. It was a really good day, and it wasn't a big group. Is, is there so. the national stadium, or does Portugal move around? Uh, I would Do they play at Porto? Well, Benfica, they could play at Sporting Lisbon as well because they're both in Lisbon. So really, Port- Sporting Stadium because it's like they're, they're the same as the Spanish, really, aren't they? They don't yeah, have one 
one stadium, stadium that's who knows. But it's a smart stadium, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. It was good too, actually. Still need to take off the Parc de Francais. As a big PSG fan, Bernabeu was weird. Good to see, but I'm not a fancy good at Madrid. So. Uh, Parc de France, PSG. Mm-hmm. Not the Stade de France, but the Parc de. I, I thought that was Leon. Mm. I don't know why. Well, they're the, they're the <laughs> Stade Olympique, aren't they, or something? Because like I'm, I'm just. Thinking oh no, they got a new stadium as part of. Um, was that the, that is the stadium that McFadden scored in? Mm. Oh, the Parc de France is yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I could have sworn that was Leon. Yeah, and it's in Paris. Fair enough. Leon's very far away. You've just got <laughs> Dembele dollars on the mind. <laughs> I, I, obviously. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about time. Goodness sake, Dan. Sorry, I'm just writing the studio. The excitement. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about time to round off. So thank you very much for listening from myself, Paul. Thanks for listening, everyone. From Dan. And from Fraser. Thank you very much. Join <laughs> us next week. Bye-bye.